Welcome to Seeking Paradise, Reflections on Spirituality, Community and Justice. So I must admit, I really love Star Trek. One of the things I've done since lockdown all the way back in Last March, when I got Netflix for the first time, is watch the whole of um, Star Trek The Next Generation through all the way again, as well as the new series of Discovery, which is also really excellent. Star Trek presents a vision of a future a few hundred years from now. And there is still struggle and conflict, but there is also a vision of a society where no one goes hungry, where there's no more war on earth, where there's no such thing as poverty. All organizing is science fiction, says Adrienne Marie Brown. All organizing, all social justice work is imagining a future we haven't seen yet. I was reminded of this when I saw an interview with Stacey Abrams, the politician and activist who got 800,000 new voters registered in Georgia in the US, including tripling voter turnout in communities of color. And Stacey Abrams loves Star Trek too. And I saw this interview of her talking all about in great detail about Star Trek, about what her favorite um, bits of Star Trek were, her favorite series of Star Trek and some of the, the episodes that influenced her in her, in her work. Star Trek at its best has a, has a moral imagination, a vision of what is right and what is possible. We need those visions because what is the world that we want to live in? Do we really want to live in a world where people sleep on the cold streets? Do we really want to live in a world where young black men are killed by the police? Do we really want to live in a world where the carbon we're putting into the atmosphere, atmosphere through the in industries and the systems that run this world are likely to destroy cities like Cardiff? Do we really want to live in a world where we spend billions of weapons of mass destruction whose sole purpose is the mass killing of civilians? Do we really want to live in a world where children go hungry? Of course we don't, but the great lie we buy into is that this is the only world that is possible. That the system is inevitable and there's nothing you can do about it. So you might as well shut up and stop complaining and stop dreaming about anything else. And that's how it maintains itself, by capturing our imaginations and our beliefs about what is possible. When people are queuing for food parcels in the snow because they're hungry, the powers that run the world want us to believe that this is the only world that is possible. When an oil spill destroys a village in Nigeria, the oil companies and the, the the world that supports oil companies want us to believe that this is the only world possible and that there's nothing you can do about it. 
hundreds of years ago when people were, were ripped from their homelands and transported like cattle and forced to work forever for some powerful person through slavery. They wanted them to believe that this is the only world possible. If you were an enslaved person, could you imagine a world beyond slavery for yourself, for your children? And yet they did. They did imagine something else. They did imagine a different world. And so there's, there's this story. There's this future imagining that Adrienne Marie Brown talks about that is a great gift, a great strength coming from the black community that, they, that there was a storying and imagining a different reality and there continues to be. So if people who have suffered in such ways continue to imagine a better future, then certainly white people like me who have suffered in much less ways and have had much more privilege I don't have an excuse not to keep imagining a better future too. Thousands of years ago, how could occupied, exploited, violated Galilean peasants imagine a world beyond the empire of Rome? And yet they did. Some of them did. One of them did and said, imagine an empire of God that is the opposite of the empire of Rome, when the poor are satisfied and the hungry are fed. And those of you who today are shedding those tears of frustration and grief will laugh and sing and enjoy yourself. Imagine a world so radical that the poor come before the rich. Imagine it. That's the preaching of Jesus. That's what he's saying. He's saying, imagine I'm inviting you to imagine a world beyond the current circumstances that we're in. I'm calling that imagination, uh, the kingdom, the empire, in the, in the Greek it's basileia of God or of heaven. Imagine this world, imagine it. The great lie is that this world of injustice, this system of violence is the only world possible. And the great awakening is to realize that it is a lie, to realize that another world is possible and is already here amongst us, breaking into the world in those places we sense the sacred, in those moments when justice happens, in those mystical experiences, those experiences of oneness, that knowledge of the love of God, of a greater reality that holds us in a glimpse of how the world might be, if we live into that reality, it's all already breaking in to our imaginations. It can break in if that mystical vision lies in our hearts, in our imaginations. We begin to create the world that we call the paradise of God as the early Christians spoke a great deal about paradise, that the, 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 the spiritual path was a pathway of, of entering constantly into deeper and deeper experiences of paradise and deeper and deeper 
imaginations of paradise. And in embracing one another, in doing the work of faith, the work of community, the work of justice, we create, we seek, we discover paradise on earth among us. We are creating a world we have never seen with our eyes, but we have seen it with our hearts. A world, a dream, we have sensed and smelt and tasted. Paradise is both the world as it truly is, as well as the imagination of how it might be beyond the systems of empire and injustice. That world of, of empire, of inequality, of environmental destruction, of the violation of black bodies, of, of queer bodies, of women's bodies, of trans bodies, of poor bodies, that world only can keep existing if we believe that it is inevitable. And the great trick is its capturing of our imaginations. That if we begin to imagine something different, something different becomes possible. The imagination of paradise. Again, Adrienne Marie Brown writes, imagination is one of the spoils of colonization, which in many ways is claiming who gets to imagine the future for a given geography. Losing our imagination is a symptom of trauma. The future is not an escapist place for us to occupy. All of it is the inevitable result of what we do today. And the more we take it into our hands, imagine it as a place of justice and pleasure, the more the future knows we want it and that we aren't letting go. Take paradise into your hands. Imagine it as a place of justice and pleasure. And don't let it go.